Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that early morning, on the first day of the week, which was a Sunday morning, what we may call Sunday morning, which is the first day of the week, the Bible says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they went to the tomb. And they are going to the tomb not because they are going to see him risen, but they are going there to mourn. They are going there maybe with incense, to put more incense possibly on his body. And I don't know how they would have done that because the tomb was sealed. The tomb was sealed. And I don't know whether they would have convinced the soldiers to allow them in. But they go because they are not expecting Jesus to have risen. Hallelujah. The disciples, wherever they were, they were not excited. They were not looking at their watches. They were not saying, hey, what he said that day has come. They were not saying, hey, the hour has come. He's risen. Let's go and see. They were not saying that. They were hidden somewhere in fear. They were hidden somewhere. And even those who went to the tomb, they are going there not because they're expecting him, they were expecting him to have risen. Hallelujah. But whether they had faith or not, whether they were expecting him or not, God himself went on to accomplish everything that was according to his plan. He went ahead to accomplish things according to his timetable. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things that God will do that are not necessarily going to depend on your faith, going to depend on your expectation. There are things that God will do that will continuously be according to his plans, according to his will, according to his purposes. Hallelujah. And so to us, all that we have to do is to be alert, is to be awake, is to be connected to his heart, to his soul, to his spirit, and the word of God being so close to us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that behold, there was a great earthquake. A great earthquake. Amen. When Jesus was on the cross, when he was dying, there was an earthquake. There was darkness. But there was also an earthquake. And this curtain that was torn into two. Hallelujah. And now, as he rises from the grave, there is an earthquake. God, 
does things according to his ways. According to his purposes. According to that which is in his power. And in his authority. No one could, could remove that stone. Amen. And the women, much as they went there, possibly they even didn't know that they were gods. And those women could not roll away that stone. And so it took supernatural ability. Supernatural. For this stone to be rolled away. To be rolled away. For his will to be done. For his purposes to be accomplished. Did he stop engaging at that time? Did he stop working mightily at that time? Did we stop seeing those supernatural abilities at that time? I believe that greater supernatural intervention is coming our way. It's ahead of us. It's ahead of us. Because as Jesus is about to come back, we will see greater supernatural things happening in our time. Supernatural things that will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of course, when he will be coming back, the Bible talks of the moon becoming red. The Bible talks of so many things that will happen. The Bible talks of the trumpets that will, that will sound. So many things that will take place. Hallelujah. But for now, he did not just walk out of the grave. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, the power that raised Jesus from the grave, is the same power that will quicken us up, quicken our bodies. The same Spirit, the same working then, as Jesus was coming out of the grave, that same working is here today in our lives because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God wants us to open up our hearts. He wants us to open up our spirits. Let us get caught up in what he is doing. Let us get caught up in what is going on in the spirit realm. Let us get caught up in the great things that he is doing today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you look at the disciples, yes, they didn't have the Holy Spirit that was there to remind them, to convict them. But besides that, they had just been with Jesus just three days ago. 
three days ago, they had been with Jesus. They had walked with Jesus. They had just had supper with him just three days ago. But their actions after those three days, they were shocking. No faith within them. No, no great dependence on the word of God. No great awareness of these supernatural activities taking place. Luke chapter 24. It says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Clopas answered and said to him, are you, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified. Now, look at the disciples. These are disciples. These are those that had been with Jesus. So they're walking on this road called Emmaus. And they're talking amongst themselves. The conversation is about Jesus, about the things that had just happened. But look at how everything to them now had become history. It had become, as they are speaking, it's as though they are talking about history. It's as though they are talking about things, about Jesus who was there long time ago. It's not fresh to them. Their understanding is blinded. And, and, and they are talking about they are talking with Jesus. They don't know that he's the one. And he says to them, what things? What are you talking about? And they tell him, where are you from? What kind of man are you? Look, are you the only one who doesn't know what has Happen, what has been happening? 
People love talking. People love talking about what happens. They talk about what happened. For example, the time that we are in now with this virus and all that is that talk of that day almost on everyone's mind, everyone's lips is that talk. People talk. And then people look out for information. People look out for what has happened there. There is is an eagerness in people to seek for information and, and just talk. And so these ones are also talking. They are talking, but they are not hooked up in him. They are not hooked up in his word. In other words, they are not staying in the word. They have not stayed in that which he had been telling them. They have not been staying in the life that he had released in them. They are just talking. Are you just talking? Are you just talking about things? Or you experience the life of Jesus? You you experience the life of Jesus. You experience. You experience his life. Are you in that life? Are you in the word? Is the word bearing fruit in you? Or it's just talking? Talking. Verse 21. It says, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. And they say, yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had not, they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. They are talking and then they say we were hoping. We were hoping that he's the one. We were hoping that he's the redeemer of Israel. We were hoping that he's the redeemer of our lives. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. When you don't have faith, when you have not caught up in his faith, we are not caught up in his word. You are not in him. In, you are not in. In the word. You'll be worried. You will doubt the word of God. Especially when you go through 
that moment of uncertainty. That moment of uncertainty. That moment where you, you don't know what is going to happen next. That moment where you don't know where you're going. That moment where you don't know that actually he's real. Or that he's alive. Amen. Amina. They were discouraged. They said we were hoping. And so now they are discouraged. Some people come to church. They come to salvation with their expectations. When they get there and they don't see what they were hoping to see, they get discouraged. Church, people who hear prophecies, people who seek for prophecies and they get those prophecies but deep in their hearts their hearts are empty they are not rooted in God they are not rooted in the word of God they are not connected in daily fellowship with God when they don't see what they were hoping for. They get discouraged so much. People get discouraged. You find even leaders. People who have been great worshippers. Great worshippers. They worship and the presence of God comes down. But when they are going through challenges, they get discouraged so much. People who have been leading others in prayer, when they get discouraged, they lose hope. These ones had walked with Jesus. And now they are saying, we were hoping. But look, to us now, it is even different because we have the Holy Spirit who is supposed to comfort us, who is supposed to lead us, who is supposed to to reveal things to us. And so to us, we don't ought to be discouraged so much like maybe even how these disciples were because the Holy Spirit is with us and he's in us. But the opposite happens. We get discouraged. Deep discouragement and the lack of biblical understanding. The lack, deep discouragement and the lack of biblical understanding in the workings of God hinder spiritual recognition of Jesus. Deep discouragement. And a lack of biblical understanding. 
of the working of God hinder spiritual recognition of the Lord. Hinder spiritual recognition of what God is doing in your life. Hinder the recognition of God is moving. Discouragement. You go through challenges. Your job disappears. Your finances disappear. You are in debt. You are in lack. You, 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 you were promised something, but you never got it. But then you let your heart to be troubled. That discouragement, deep discouragement, and when you combine it with the lack of understanding of biblical working of God, you lose the awareness of him. And at times, like the disciples, Jesus told them that they lacked understanding of scripture. He says that they didn't know the scriptures. Look at verse 25. Look at what he says. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart. O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. He says they are sluggish. They are slow in heart. Ladies and gentlemen, you could be so busy, you could be so active in so many things, we can have so many activities in the church, we can have so many programs in the church, but when actually people are slow in spiritual understanding. Slow. Slow in heart. Slow in the awareness of God. Sometimes you can take time talking to people. Talking to people. Same things. You share the word. Same things. Same things. But there is a slothfulness in heart. A slothfulness in understanding the word of God. This is what Jesus is saying. And in, in our time, are you slow? Are you slow in faith? 
Are you slow in responding to God? Are you slow to understand what God is doing around you? Are you only talking about things? Are you only talking about the happenings? Are you only talking about church, talking about the move of God? Or you are connected. He says in verse 26, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And the Bible says that he expounded to them all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Expounded to them. This is the time to get deeper in the word of God. Resurrection resurrection causes us not to stay dead, not to stay in the sufferings only, but the resurrection causes us to get understanding, to get real understanding, to get deeply hooked up in him. The flesh should remain on the cross. Self should remain dead. But the spirit must rise and get understanding. And get understanding. Get understanding of God. Getting understanding of the times and seasons. Getting understanding of where God is taking you. Getting understanding of the workings of God in your season. He was standing there with him, with them. But they missed him. They missed him. He was there. He was standing. But they missed him. And then in verse 32, the Bible says, and they say to one another, verse 31 says, then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures? Did not our hearts burn? Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us? Did not our hearts burn? So there was this burning within them, but they did not stop to say, hmm, what is this that is going on within me? There was a burning within, but there was no awareness. No awareness of him. No understanding. They could not pause. 
they could not say, what kind of man are you? You are talking to us, but I'm feeling something different. There is a burning within me. There is a fire within me. They just kept on yapping and yapping and yapping. They just kept on talking and, and they were neglecting that which was happening within. We are in times where people get caught up so much in the world and, and the things of the world and, and even church things. Church things and, and we keep on talking and get lost in, in church things and church activities and programs and even getting lost in ministry and we miss the awareness there is a burning within stop and listen stop and listen pause and turn to him pause and surrender to him pause and allow him to reveal to you exactly what's going on Ask him, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? At times deep in the night, there is a stirring in your heart, but you do not wake up. At times early morning, there is a stirring up in your heart, but you just keep on pulling the blanket. As you go through the day, there is a stirring up in your heart to go aside and power your heart. But you neglect that stirring up and just going about your work. At times as you work, there is a stirring up. Deep within, he wants to talk. Deep within, he wants to reveal something. Deep within, he wants to guide you about your work. About what to do. About what to say. But you just keep on going and going and going and going. That must end. So that our hearts get connected and he can talk and we are hearing and we are responding to that which we feel in the inside of us. Hallelujah. 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 He rose. He arose. Yazukida. John chapter 19 sorry, John chapter 20 verse 19 it says then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them peace with you and when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them 
and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Verse 24, Thomas was not there. I don't know where he had gone. He comes back. They tell him that Jesus had appeared. He refuses to believe. He says, I can't believe this until when I see him. And in verse 26, the Bible says that while they were there inside the house, the doors were shut. He, he appeared. He just showed up. He just showed up. He didn't have to go through the doors. They didn't have to open the doors for him. He showed up. He showed up among them. Look at Jesus' life before resurrection. Look at Jesus' way of doing things before resurrection. And look at Jesus' life after resurrection. After resurrection. Look at the way he handled things. Look at the way he related with them before resurrection. And then look at the life of Jesus. His operation after resurrection. After resurrection, he is not limited at all. After resurrection, he just shows up. He just appears. He goes through the walls. He, he, he goes through everything. He just shows up among them. After resurrection, he's not caught up into the, the, the small things of the world. Anymore. He is glorified now. His level of operation is different. It is higher now. Oh my God. He has gone back to heaven. He has reported to the Father. It is finished, Father. But he comes back to send off the disciples into service. He sends them into service. But his way of operation, his way of life, his way of doing things after resurrection is different. And that is where the Father is calling upon us to get caught up, to get hooked up. To get hooked up in that life. The power of his resurrection. I don't want to stay in the other life. No. I don't want to stay in the other experience. I want to be caught up in this other life of his resurrection. Because as we get caught up in that life of the risen Lord, our way of life is different. Our way of living is different. That is where victory is. Victory. Victory to sin. Victory to evil. Victory to the world. Victory to the power 
powers of darkness. The devil could not tempt him anymore after resurrection. The devil could not come close to him after resurrection because now the devil is defeated. He's defeated. God is calling upon the church. God is calling upon his people. God is calling upon the leaders. God is calling upon his worshippers, the warriors, the intercessors. God is calling upon his army. In these last days, get hooked up in the resurrection power, in the resurrection life. Get caught up in that. That's where the greatest difference is. That's where greatest power is. And greatest intimacy is. With the master. With the master. He did not only die. If he died. And remained in the grave. It would have been useless. If he had died. And remained dead. It would have been useless. But the power of his resurrection, the power of his rising brought reality to real living. Brought reality to real living. Connecting with the Father. Connecting in the will of God. It was not only the cross. But the cross was the way. It was not only the grave. But the grave was the way. He had to go through that. He had to go through all that. And get resurrected. And get caught up again with the Father. It is not only the suffering that we go through. It is not only the challenges that we go through. It is not only focusing on the cross that you come daily. Not only focusing on that, but it's only also focusing on his resurrected life. Getting caught up in that power. Getting caught up in that life. The power of his word. The power of the gospel. The power of being sent. Being sent. The Bible says, he told them, I send you. I send you. I send you. He says, as the Father sent me, I also send you. He said, I send you. Jesus is sending us sending us. Don't only stay in the experiences. Don't only stay into whatever that he has been saying. Don't only stay 
at that place of enjoying his presence. But with all this life, whatever he does in us, whatever he equips us with, that intimate relationship with him, everything, let it lead into being sent. Into being sent. Stepping out to do his will. Stepping out to carry out his purposes. Don't only stay in the, in, in the closet. Don't only stay in the upper room. There is a time for the closet. But there is a time of coming out to do his will. There is a time of being on the cross, sitting at his feet. But there is a time of going out. Of going out. But when the time of going out comes, you ought not to be empty. You ought not to be dry. You ought not to have what to speak. You must have the life within. And out of the overflow of this relationship with him, out of the overflow of the intimate relationship with him, we we release. We pour out. We, we step out. And we become his representation. The church has been seated for long. Believers have been seated for long. They enjoy church. They enjoy the things of God. They enjoy worship. They have their heroes. Their heroes. They have their worship leaders. They enjoy their worship leaders. But they themselves, when they are alone, they cannot draw the presence of God through worship. Should life continue like that? There are those that enjoy the preachers that preach the word and they come from one preacher to the other, one preacher to the other, one message to another message. But they never sit down to digest what they've received. And they never get to a point of applying the word of God. Real application. Real standing on the word of God. And real understanding of the word. So they are hearers and hearers and hearers. But no action. Should life continue like that? No. No. And that's why he desires to shake the church. That's why he desires to awaken the church. So that we go back. Not only into intimacy with him. Not only in, to the cross. But that we may receive all this life. And then we are able to go out. And represent him. But before we go, we need to be caught up to the power of his resurrection. You begin to operate from a higher level. You begin to operate from a higher understanding, spiritual understanding. 
spiritual awareness you begin to operate at a level where darkness does not stop you you begin to operate at a level where you are not afraid of what man can do to you you begin to operate at a level where his life is abundant in you. Where his faith is dominant in you. Where the supernatural power of God is dominant in you. And if every believer on this earth can be caught up in this life, this world will change just like that. Uganda will change greatly just like that when every believer is able to be caught up into the resurrection power, into the resurrected Jesus. No limitations that were upon him. He just went through. He went through. He appeared everywhere. He appeared everywhere because of that power. Because of that life. And now he has you. And he has me. He has us. For our generation. He's depending on us. He's depending on us. Father, we surrender to you, Lord. May you surrender your life to him right now. May you yield your heart. He wants to open up your spirit, your inner life completely. 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 Don't get stuck in one thing. Don't get stuck in just talking about things. Don't get stuck in being aware of spiritual matters and just talking about them. But get caught up into the life of bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Talk to him right now. There are things that must change in this season. There is a way of life that has to change. There is a mindset that has to change. This is the season. It's no longer business as usual. It's no longer the usual way of doing things. It's not the usual way of enjoying him. Times have changed. Seasons have changed. He's about to come back. And before that 
greater earthquake comes, the greater shaking of the world as he penetrates through the earth to, to show up before that time, we will see more shakings that will be taking place. We will see greater shakings that will be taking place. Why? He desires that his people come to him. He desires that no one dies in their sins. He desires that the world is saved. He desires that people come to know him. And he desires that his bride is ready for his return. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we surrender to you, Father. Lord, we yield. Father, as the Bible says, that the same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken our mortal bodies. Father, Quicken your people. Quicken their hearts right now. Quicken their understanding. Quicken their spirits. Mokama bagula obula mubwa ntubo bagula entegira yahabwe. Star up your children, Lord. Star up the church, Lord. Mukama bagule kanisa muna kuzina mukama. Mukama wabe wakusibo bucha. Wabe wakudajoli. Wabe wakuchusibwa. Wabe wakulokolewa mukama. Rokozem dererebosite. Mukama, let there be a stirring up among the young people. Let there be a stirring up among the children that they'll be able to know you. They'll be able to have the awareness of you. Father, that the children will not only know about stories in the Bible, they will not know about things, they will not just talk about things, but Lord, even children will be able to experience Jesus. Father, Father, quicken your people, quicken the church, quicken the nations, Lord. Quicken families, Lord, How long? How long? How long? 
How long will it take you to respond? How long will it take you to say yes, Lord? How long? Let it be today. Let it be this hour. Let it be this moment, friend. Let it be as though you don't have any other day to respond. Let it be as though it is now. 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 May that this is resurrection. Start up your family. Get your focus away from just the world and have your focus on Him. May you be caught up in Him. May He lead you from now. May your life and your way of operating be according to the resurrected life to the resurrected life upgrade go to a higher level Father we give you praise Lord we honor you Keep on drawing us, Lord, in this season, in this hour, Lord. Father, your resurrected life, your resurrected power. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we don't want to just read about the Bible. We don't want to just read the Bible. We want to understand. We want to bear fruit. Mokama. Mokama. Oh, Lord God. You are the Lord our God. You are the Lord of everything. Lord, you did it. You did it, Lord. That we may be able to know the Father. And here we are. We choose to know him. Father, we say thank you for doing it for us. There is no excuse, Lord. There is no excuse, Lord. We can come in and we can know you. We can walk with you and we can be your representatives down here on the earth where we are In the world, but not of the world. In the world, but a way of operation being different. Come on, activate that life. Activate that power. He is risen. He arose. He arose. May God be with you. May God watch over you. And may you, if you have your offering, may the Lord lead you and bless you as you give to him. 
Above all, the resurrected life of Jesus. May that life flow in you. In you. Jesus, the Lord is with you. His hand is upon you. And His Spirit is with you. May you be blessed. As you go in, may you be blessed. Whatever you touch, let it be blessed. May His face shine upon you. May His hand be upon you. May He release the spirit of revelation in his word. May he stir up the inside of you and let there be an alignment. An alignment between the stirring up within and the revelation. An alignment with what he's doing now. An alignment with the understanding of what he's going to be doing through you. I see a blanket of his glory that comes upon you to overshadow you. The blanket of his presence. We give you praise, Lord. We worship you, Lord. May God be with you. I don't want to end this. But we have to end. May God be with you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for surrendering. Thank you. Oh, God bless you.